welcome to the Life in Basketball podcast, Saturday evening, 8.30 p.m. Excited about this show, i got a lot of little topics to talk about pertaining to basketball at the NBA level, but also youth basketball, and pretty much this generation of basketball. And I think there's a couple things that are really important that I can touch on, and I think you're going to get a, a wide range of uh, uh, different topics. You're going to get a wide range of why it is the way it is. And I think that we really need to understand where basketball is going now so we can understand why certain things happen. I think what is great about this is it's a topic, it's a conversation, and this game is really growing. And, and look, I've, I've been a part of basketball for so long, and I can tell you that it's changed a ton. I mean, it's, it really has, you know, we, we've seen so many different things happen in the last 15, 20 years. You know, we've seen... Uh, the, the Jordan era where, you know, it was an unbelievable time of basketball, him taking over the league. You know, we've seen the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird era, the 80s. Uh, and, and this conversation would probably be geared towards people my age or a little older, obviously. Uh, but I think it's enlightening for the younger generation to hear these things. Um, the league has just continued to grow and grow and grow. That is the NBA I'm talking about. It continues to get bigger. Uh, I think that it's one of those things where, it's, it's such a high level of play, too. Uh, there's so many really good players. There's a lot of players that uh, are ultra-talented, ultra-athletic, and I would be even as far as say very, very skilled. There's just a lot of very skilled basketball players in the world and in our country that, that play in the NBA. And, uh, you know, looking back of all these years I've played and and met people in basketball. There's just so much out there. I mean, it's incredible. I was just watching a, a video on Facebook, and uh, it, it was funny because the trainer coach was doing a drill and, and got a lot of rough feedback. I, I won't say his name because I'm not sure it was him, but I'm almost positive. Uh, he was a high school coach in Missouri, and uh, he was doing a drill where basically his players were, were standing on pipes, you know, uh, PCP pipes or whatever they were, um, you know, uh, imagine if you're, if you're not a super, uh, uh, into building homes or, or know how th- construction things works, basically those white pipes, you know, you're getting a clear picture here. I'm going to post it on my Facebook and, uh, basically his players were standing on them for balance and dribbling two basketballs. And it, it's amazing to me. The reason why I brought it up was there's so much stuff out there visible for the player. Um, I never would have thought of something like that uh, when I was a kid or coming up and being a basketball player. It, it never would have crossed my mind, ever. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think there's a lot of things that players do or coaches show or trainers do that, that I don't know how much it helps. But there's just so much access to so many things now for these players. There's so many different things that are available for basketball players. There's so many different exposure camps, AAU teams. It's like every single second there's a new AAU team that started Uh, in your city or in your town, uh, in your state. uh, There's a new tournament every week. You know, there's always something out there. And uh, I I think it it goes back to my stance on a lot of this stuff. There's positive and and negative to everything. Um, I think it's become very oversaturated. I think that we're making it a little too confusing sometimes. I think it's still a game where you have to be very 
outstanding with your fundamentals. If you want to be a great player, you got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to pass. You got to be able to shoot. You got to play. Be able to play defense. Those are the simple things, right? That you, you just have to have. And if you don't have them, you're you're going to struggle as a basketball player. Period. Uh, the extra stuff doesn't hurt though, and I think that me being a skills coach and, and trying a lot of different things over the years, I think what's happened, and one thing I'm learning through this process is uh, your fundamentals have to be rock solid. You know, they just have to be. If your fundamentals are not solid and, and you're doing all the innovation and you're doing all these things to help you besides your fundamentals, you're missing out. And, uh, and those uh, simple things have got to be a staple in your program as a player. So I guess I'm speaking to you players mainly on this one. You have to have a situation where... You know how to pivot. You know how to have correct form. You understand the game. You know how to move without the ball. You know how to screen. Um, you know you got to be able to handle the basketball. And uh, with both hands, there's just so many things fundamentally that you, you got to have first. You just have to have first. But uh, I, I'm not going to talk in depth today about skills or, or fundamentals on that. And I am going to talk about the grand scheme of basketball and what it is today. And uh, I think that... We all need to get on board, and uh, I'm just going to say, some of you old school guys, you better get on this train, because it's a different world now. It's a different world that is basketball, and it's changed a lot lately, but it's really been going on for a good 10 years plus. Um, What you're seeing in the NBA with the player movement and uh, the constant trades and the, and the, the constant teaming up. This is a product of the culture that is basketball now. This is not a product of the NBA. This is a product of these kids grew up this way. They want to play with certain guys. They want to play with their friends. And they're going to do whatever it takes because it's accessible. It wasn't accessible when I played. You know, you had a team you had to try out for. There wasn't a ton of AAU teams. You had a a couple opportunities. And if you didn't make those teams, you you were kind of, you know, I'll be honest, shit out of luck. You just didn't, you weren't considered good enough. Where now uh, everybody starts a team, uh, everyone creates their own, and uh, they want to do their best they can to create something to provide opportunity for young athletes. I don't think that's a negative. I just think what it does is that's providing what the culture is now. These kids that are playing in the NBA, because I would call them kids, they are so used to picking and choosing their destiny and having the opportunity and making their own, that this is what what the NBA is. This is the product. And you just better get used to it. You better get on board. And the people who really need to figure it out and get on board and start understanding how this whole system works are the owners and the general managers. Because some of these teams, boy, it's passing by quick. I mean, you look at the New York Knicks, a proud organization, right? Madison Square Garden bright lights, New York City, it's not important anymore. It's not catching people's attention. Why? Because that organization is ran poorly. Nobody wants to go there. Isn't it incredible to me? Nobody wants to play there. People want to create their own destiny now. And let me tell you this, LA Lakers fans, let's be quite frank. They've not been good for a long time. Nobody's really wanted to go there. What happens? LeBron James goes there. Now you get AD, now you got Boogie Cousins, now more guys are going to maybe start going there. That's how the NBA works. It's not a matter of where it's located necessarily, it's a matter of 
where guys are going and where are we going to team up. I mean, let's be honest, Golden State, very good organization even over time. I mean, they, they weren't winning championships, but they were a very proud organization. They had good runs. Look, they had Baron Davis. that They were good for a while there. They had, uh, you know, the... Uh, you know, the teams with Hardaway and Mullen and Mitch Richmond, they were good teams. It wasn't like a destination, though, right? I mean, you didn't think when you were growing up, like, oh, man, the Golden State Warriors, I would love to play for them. Well, a guy like Steph Curry goes there, they draft him, they draft Clay. They, dra- they draft Draymond, and they got a solid team, right? Then they somehow win a championship. They get the role players who want to play with those guys. Then who goes there? KD, one of the best players out there. He wants to play in the Bay. And you know what? We wouldn't have thought that years ago. We just wouldn't have. And I think it's been going on for a lot longer, though, than people think also. I mean, I want to go back here. I'm from Michigan. Think of the Detroit Pistons. They made a few moves. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get Chauncey Billups, right? You get a guy like Ben Wallace. Guys that weren't considered great for some reason. You get a guy like Rip Hamilton who was maybe overlooked. What happens after that? A guy like Rasheed Wallace wants to play with those guys and puts them over the top and makes them great. And look at, and think about it, guys. That was 15 years ago. That was 15 years ago that was happening. So this has been going on. This isn't something new. This isn't something like, oh, we just came up with this one day. These guys want to play with certain guys. And they're in control the players are in control with social media. I mean, when people say, well, with social media, well, yeah, hello. This, this is the world we live in. This is the world we live in today. These guys are talking, communicating nonstop. They want to play together. They want to do something special together. They're going to create it. And it's just how it is. And why wouldn't they? Because not only that, they have to compete against other groups that are doing the same. So Kawhi Leonard probably does care about his legacy as much as anyone, even though he's not outspoken. He wants to go where? To the Clippers, an organization that's won nothing, guys. And I get it. It's L.A. It's sunny California. I get that. But this isn't a destination that people wanted to go to. Like, oh, I can't wait to play for the Clippers. They're creating an environment that is great for a team that has not been. Now you get Paul George. Now you get Kawhi Leonard. Now your organization is bolstered. And there's an argument that they're the best team now. Just like that. Just like that. That's how it is. Look at Think of the Miami Heat. LeBron James started this. He started it to the, to the player movement on steroids. This is what LeBron did. He didn't start anything that was new. He started it where he took it to a different level. He's playing in his home state. He's playing in Cleveland. They're doing everything for this guy. No one would ever thought he would leave. They just didn't, they didn't take it very serious. It was a huge conversation, but I don't think a lot of people thought, oh, for sure, he's going to Miami. I mean, come on. They've got D-Wade. They're a solid team. You know, they, they've won a championship, but they weren't huge and big time. It's a great place to be, nice weather, sure. We can add those things. But it wasn't like Miami was destination for every player. They wanted to play there. LeBron James goes. They team up. He gets Bosh, Wade. Then a guy like Ray Allen says, Hell, I want to be a part of that. 
And he was a part of a great team. This is what we have now, and it was started with the LeBron James going to Miami. It was, it, it pumped the league up. It made it more popular even. It, it made it constant news every offseason now. We want to talk about where guys are going. LeBron James started that. And I'll be honest with you, you know what? It's kind of fun. I don't agree with everything, but it's kind of fun. And it kind of pumps up our game. It's exciting. And this is where we are. And it's going to get more and more like that. It's not going to, it's going to get to the point where it happens all the time. Every year could be different. You're going to see guys sign a one-year deals all the time. Look at Boogie Cousins. I'm not going to put him on a LeBron James pedestal, obviously. That's not what I'm doing. But just think, signs one year for the Warriors, signs one year for the Lakers. And LeBron has really brought that out of other players, too. Look at what happened in Cleveland. You know, you guys like Richard Jefferson at the end of their tenure, they wanted to sign a one-year deal. Guys like Mike Miller wanted to sign a couple-year deal. Shane Battier wanted to be a part of that. Guys want to be a part of great teams. And I don't think it really matters where it is, guys. You could say all you want about weather, this and that. Honestly, I think they just want to be a part of great organizations, great teams. They want to play for coaches they like. They want to play for GM, GMs and owners that they like. People don't want to play for New York. You want to know why? They don't like who runs that freaking organization. They don't want to be a part of it. They don't want nothing to do with it. It'd be pretty cool to play for the New York Knicks, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. And this is going to be a constant thing that happens in this league. Guys are going to go where they're wanted more, they're treated better, the ownership's better, they like the coach, and it's starting at the youth levels. It's not starting in the NBA. This has been going on for these guys when they're young kids. What's happening now in youth basketball is the exact same thing. Everyone's complaining, well, these kids will go from one team and they'll go to the next. Well, they see their superstar idols doing it, and it's cool to them. They want to team up with the organization that's popular, that's trending, that's that's winning. And then at the youth level, there's people that are starting that. It's a free market. It's a free enterprise. And it's crazy. I got news for you. This sport is insane right now. Anybody can start something and get players. If they have one good player, that boosts their whole AAU program. That's where we are in this day and age. It's not about staying somewhere and and building something and and sticking it out. No, it's about going somewhere and adding on to it. That's the attitude now. And like it or not, if you're at the higher levels, hell, if you're at the lower levels, you better get on to what the trend is. These kids want to play together. They want to win together. They're not concerned about doing it individually. They want to be a part of a team that's popular. They want to be a part of something that's trending. They want to be a part of it at the AAU level. They're going to be a part of a. They want to be a part of AAU teams that that are very known, that have a big name player on it, so they can get recruited. I mean, it, it's going to continue to go on and on, and this train is going to just be flying. And you better get on board. I mean, you just better. I mean, I've got friends all the time posting about this AAU program and then they're getting their son involved with that. And, and you want to know why? They know nothing about the organization. They just know that they've got a player that's a big-name guy. There's a lot of people following them. They're going to big tournaments. They're not comp- 
concerned about the development. They're concerned of, I got to get my kid involved with that. That's what that's what's hot right now. And I don't even know if it's wrong anymore. I don't know if it is. I just think it is what it is. And you better be on board with it. You just better. You can argue it all day, any time you want. But it isn't going to get you nowhere. This is what it is. And it's just something that is the culture of basketball now. It's not about what I'm doing or what they're doing. It is where are they going? Who's following them? How popular are they? How much money is there involved? That's what it's about. So for the basketball purists, you better change a little bit. You got to stick to your guns, which is fundamental skill, teaching kids how to play the right way. But I'll tell you what, if you are not on board and not doing something that gets people's attention and gets people behind it, you're missing out. You're going to not get the players. And it goes from youth level all the way to the NBA. And I'm telling you something else right now. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about. And it's going to really, really strike a lot of people. College basketball is suffering. And you could say, oh, it's only a few players. Well, that's how the beginning of this stuff goes. And what I mean is the only few players not going to college. Okay, you don't want to have a rule where we can go straight to the NBA? Cool, we'll go overseas. These kids, these people involved with young basketball players, they're going to do whatever it takes. And NCAA, if you don't want to get on board either, bye-bye. They're going to go overseas. I've seen multiple high-name players going overseas now. It's going to be a trend. And people are going to follow it. And that's where I do get a little frustrated because I love college basketball. But I'll tell you what. At this point, I understand it. I understand why players are going there. Hey, I can't go to the NBA. I think I'm good enough. I'll go overseas. And here's the scary part. is not only is it money they're making... NBA people think they're more prepared to play in the NBA because they played overseas. Isn't that scary? And that's going to be the next move. People think that, oh, NCAA and NBA are completely tied together. That is false. They are not completely tied together. They're not, in a lot of ways, in cahoots at all. And you're going to see a lot of guys going different routes. There's a player in Michigan right now. He's going to be a sophomore. They're already talking about the NBA with him. You know what, if things don't seem to add up for him going to college and the rules don't change, he might go overseas for a year. That's the business now. So the game has changed. You better find a way to change with it. You better find a way to get involved with it. You better tie into it a little bit because if you don't, you're missing out. So we're going to talk more about this. I think it's a fun topic. I do think the game keeps growing, though, so there's a lot of positive. But I'll tell you what, a lot's changing in front of our face. A lot has already changed, and you, and you just have to figure it out. So, again, Life and Basketball Podcast. I was delighted to speak on this topic to you all. Uh, check the link, comment. Love to get some of you guys on the show. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, AAU and college basketball next week. I can't wait to talk about a couple things. I think NCAA basketball has really, really fallen off in a lot of different ways. And I will talk about those ways. So, again, Life in Basketball podcast. We give your game life. Tune in. You can listen on Spotify, Google Play. Everything is available for you on this podcast.